It's lights out and away we go. The top two get away very well. Sebastian Vettel is now in hot pursuit as they head down towards turn one. And Carlos Sainz looking for a room as well. Hamilton leads as contact at the back. Someone's lost some debris. And Bottas is turned round. Verstappen goes on the inside run. Sebastian Vettel's lost places too. And that's heard Kevin Magnussen in the house making up a few places that he's got to give back. Hamilton, Verstappen, Sainz, Ricardo, Charles Leclerc going down the inside as well. And they're all jockeying for position. Kimi Raikkonen up into fifth place. So lots of cars making overtaking moves, including Daniel Ricciardo, who's up into third place. Ricciardo has slipped past Carlos Sainz, and it's Mercedes, Red Bull, and Red Bull in the podium places at the moment. There goes Vettel on Nico Hülkenberg. He's got the move down the inside. Sebastian Vettel, another one at Le Bose, who thinks that is a proper overtaking move. And that was a proper overtaking move. He is up into the points, is Sebastian Vettel. Hamilton leads. Vettel is now 10th. Here goes Kimi Raikkonen again, down that Mistral straight, wheel to wheel with Ricardo, and he has got way more pace than Ricardo, who locks up into the bargain as well, as Kimi cuts in front of him, and he is up into the podium, places. He started from pole, he has led every lap. Lewis Hamilton takes the chequered flag and wins the French Grand Prix here at Circuit Paul Ricard. Mercedes-Benz back to winning ways. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. Good everybody and welcome to episode 9 of the Q3 Podcast. This is of course the Austrian Grand Prix preview show. I'm Ben Pascuzzi. I'm joined by, as always, my Facebook friends and James Worth. James, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. What do you mean your Facebook friends? Because, um, oh, yes, my mate's free. This oh, that's good. so cute. No, it's because um, the Facebook notification just played. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's, oh, that's right. right. It's True. Be- it's because, you know, that links into our fans from, of course, the our friend from the Formula 1 official fan group. Oh, but best mates. Anyway, uh, we're going to get stuck into our... We're going to review the French Grand Prix because, unfortunately, I wasn't well on... Uh, when was it, our show supposed to be on? It was Monday. supposed to be on Monday. So, I wasn't well. So, unfortunately, I wasn't able to come in. But James was in. He could have done it, but he didn't want to. He was a little bit scared. Oh, but my God, thanks. Anyway, it's a pretty big week in F1 because, obviously, last week kicked off three weeks in a row of Formula 1 action. Of course, it ends next week which with the uh, British Grand Prix. But, anyway, without further ado... Oh, British? Yeah. You said British? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just ends testing next you. week. I know, I'm just testing you. What? What did I say wrong? No, no, I, I got confused because I thought you said this week. Oh. But then I'm like, no, it's not, because Austria's this week. Yeah, I know. Don't you love the Red Bull ring? Let's be real. How, like, what a great circuit. It is. Like, how, how many time, How many minutes, how many seconds do you get it done? Like, one minute 11? We're going to find out in qualifying. Oh. We'll find out. Anyway, let's get stuck into our mini review of the French Grand Prix. I miss that sound. Don't you miss it? I do. It's like been we, a while. we hear it, but like I it's, know. it's more like it's I know. more deep. Like, but, oh, I tell you this, listen, right? Listen to it. Okay. Oh, what a all right. See, it's sexy. I've got some good news, right? I've got some good news. Um, these came out of the uh, Formula One official fan group. Uh, all the classic cars for the new Formula One 2018 video game all came out. Um, and there's some very, very, very big names here. And Braun, the Braun is well. Braun. The whole thing is if you get the pre-order, the ultimate. No, no, no. This is the ultimate, right? Okay, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk about Thank, it later. Thanks for listening. Come on. We'll talk about it later. 
Yes, we're talking about it later. All right. Anyway, French GP review. So, of course, our intro was the French Grand Prix highlights package with Lewis Hamilton dominating from start to finish in the first ever French Grand Prix in 10 years. I shouldn't say ever. I should say since 10 years. But anyway, track was cool. I liked it. Um, a lot of overtaking took place, particularly Vettel and Valtteri Bottas, because, of course, Sebastian Vettel collided with Bottas on the opening lap, and he copped a five-second grid penalty. So Vettel had a far superior start than the two Mercedes. He started in third uh, position, in the third position, of course, but because he was on the ultras, had a far quicker and better start than the two Mercedes drivers who were on the super softs. He was quickly on Hamilton's tail and Bottas tried to go around the outside. Uh, Vettel lost his front, one of his fronts, and yep. bang, <clears throat> crashed into Bottas, ruining his race, ruining Vettel's his own race as well. What about the two Frenchmen going in on the first lap? We are at Ocon. Oh, yes. And, um, we said it was going to be Grosjean, but it, it wasn't. It was both Ocon and Gasly. Look, so that's a bit of a doom Can but we give Just quickly, quickly yeah. on Vettel. Yeah, yeah. Was that five-second penalty too lenient, or was that about right? It's it's hard to say because you see so many people like I, I listened to another F one podcast from the ABC and they did this regarding this incident and it was they were split. They said fifty percent of them said, you know, it was fine, like it was around I'm trying like, to think of the name. I, I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't even know the name either. I just I just chuck it on and I listen to it. You know those guys actually started on Sin? They did as well. Um hit us up so we can um, get a oh, career in this. Oh. Um I'm trying to think of them. But yeah, ABC. they were split. Um, I was listening it. to them recently. But, so, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, Boxer Neutrals. That's it. Shout out. Um, they started on Sin, so maybe we could be them one day. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I reckon I reckon, it's, I reckon it's about fine. I mean, it's, it's, well, in it's the, a majority in the, vote, isn't it? Like, if, if they all say it's, it's one thing, they'll all, yeah. they'll all just say, yeah, you know what? We've got the majority vote. Let's just give him this. Um, it could have quite easily been a 10-second gap or it could have been a stop-and-go... Was it a stop-and-go penalty? Or did you no, just it was just a five-second time okay. penalty. So I reckon if they were, if they were going to like downgrade this anymore or like you know, upgrade it, um, upgrade the severity, it would have been like a five-second stop-and-go penalty um, to make it you know, more fair on him. But I reckon they handled it well. I mean, well, cause stock standard. I've, I've, the, most of the talk is because Vettel just steamrolled through the pack which is why they're saying that it was just nothing. And obviously, Bottas, he had his floor completely ruined. Not completely ruined, because obviously he was still able to finish the race. But he had it damaged, and particularly damaged by that incident. Yep. So that's why they're saying Vettel should have got more. Okay. He wasn't really punished. I, I, I seem to agree as well, but yeah, it's they need to change the penalties. They need to change the penalties. I, I, don't think, think, I think next year with the new cars, the new... All, all these new regulations, the helmet, the wings, the um, everything, I reckon they'll change the rules. Mm. You know, um, you know what they, well, they need to. You know what we forgot to do? We forgot to go, go through the top 10. Yes. I've, yeah. I'll go through it if you want. So we've got Lewis Hamilton, of course, finishing in first. Max Verstappen, Kimi Raikkonen, rounding out the top three. Then we've got Danny Ricciardo, Sebastian Vettel, Kevin Magnussen, Valtteri Bottas, Carl Sainz, Nico Hülkenberg, and Charles Leclerc rounding out the he top finished, 10. Now, he qualified eighth, didn't he? I want to... Yeah. He did qualify. And that's eight. not look. Look, if I'm going to be honest, that's not bad. He finished tenth. His first f- first year is driving. Um, that's would you'd call that acceptable? Correct. Of course you would. Tenth. I mean, you've only dropped two positions. That's a he that's scored, a big plus. He's currently fourteenth in the driver standing on eleven points. That's better than Grosjean. Or equal thirteen. Much better. It's better than, than Grosjean. Grosjean. He's having a fantastic season. 
uh, Charlotte, he's clearly the better driver at Sauber. He's outscoring his much more experienced teammate, uh, who's only got the two points, the Swede, Marcus Ericsson, of course. So Charlotte Clerc, he has been the young driver of the year without a doubt. Um, 100%. It's fantastic that he's finishing the points yet again. In is a Is it more Selba. and more likely, again, that he's going to go to Ferrari? I was just about to say that. Because right? I, I, as I've it's been saying for like, since correct. the start of the Q3, I think he's going to go. This is. I think he's the perfect fit for Ferrari. See, I'm, I'm one of these people who... I don't like to jump to conclusions straight away on drivers, right? Mm. Because things can evolve throughout the season. Yeah. But what... I'm getting that inkling. I'm just like, I'm starting to see good results every single week. And even if it's not always top 10 finishing... He's getting very, very good placings for a, for a car that he's in and such like a low budget that they're at. They're doing very well, and, and he's doing it his, consistently. His That's team, the thing. his team, like should be commended because they're putting out like a half decent car every single week for him to drive, and they're just like you know, you know, like you know, like Billy Clash, right? You know, like hey, just push them. Mm. That that's that's the team. They're just pushing him, starting him off down the hill, and then it's all him. So credit to them and credit to Charlotte Clerk because he can quite easily take Raikkonen's position next year. I think he will. Um, other than that, pretty pretty much self-explanatory the race. However, yep. um, obviously Seb drove fantastically to go through the pack. Yep. What was interesting though is Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen after the race they got in a car together and they made some comments about uh, Vettel's race in general. So. I'm just going to have a quick little play of that right now. Sure. Uh, Vettel did well to come back to that. Well, yeah, he, he's, I mean, he stopped with soft on, and that tyre is actually quite good, you know, so he could yeah, run for a long time. Because, I mean, you were too hard a tyre to stop. You should have pulled a hard. Yeah. 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 So that made it quite easy. But yeah, it was a shame for Valtteri, which is not really his fault. Yeah, yeah. Five place penalty for taking someone out there one. Yeah. Crazy. I took the fire she came. Yeah, it was a bit of carnage yeah. first lap. So clearly there, Lewis Hamilton not happy that Seb only got a five place penalty. And of course the last part of that audio, thanks to the Formula One YouTube channel. Much appreciated. Um, came from Lewis seeing the incident for the first time. Yep. Calling it crazy, which is why I'm thinking five seconds wasn't enough, but look, that's another day, another argument for another day. Yep. Um, Kimi Raikkonen drove superbly. Uh, he was able to come and finish ahead of Daniel Ricciardo in, in the final laps. He was able to overtake him because Daniel Ricciardo, I think he had an issue with his front <laughs> wig. It was Front wig? I think I said wig. Um, his front wing... Uh, there was, it was deteriorating slowly throughout the race. So he did well to finish the car again, sort of similar to like his Monaco efforts. Yep. Obviously not being able to finish though in the top three. But what was interesting was Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel let Kimi Raikkonen go through, which is something you don't usually see. Correct. You usually exactly. see it the other way, but it was pretty good that Ferrari did that. But that's pretty much it. French Grand Prix, it's fantastic. What'd you What'd you make of the track? I, I liked it. It was a bit confusing. It's so confusing, right? You know yeah. what, right? I reckon. I, I, oh, and Alonso also. Alonso, uh, <laughs> he was cautioned by the stewards because he went. Oh, what was it? I think he was trying to. He was, 
quote unquote, he was like trying to get the fastest lap. Um, yep. He like cut a corner, went like yeah, a, yeah. a shorter way around the track. It was pretty funny. Pretty typical Alonso move. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, go on. This would be very interesting, right? Because I know I'm, I know I say video games all the time, but this one that's coming out is going to be realistic, right? I reckon you and me should do a challenge that we, because in it, what happens is in the time trial, the um, the barricades in the back straight where you have to do the chicane, they're not in it. So you just have to find your way through it, right? I reckon we should see who gets like the perfect lap because it's going to be hard to see which one you've got to turn into. I like it. And the whole thing I'm is... I'm going to get a wheel though. But, but, but with, with um, time trial, as soon as you cut a... Like, you, like get a chicane, your time's yeah, invalid. Yeah, Right? So let's mm. see who... Like, we can, obviously you can see how many laps you do. Yeah. Like, the person to do, like, the few, most fewer laps and get an, record an actual lap time on the French gets bragging rights. Because I reckon that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, but moving on... I'm up for it. Moving on to the... Um, more details about this new game um, that's coming well, do, out. Do that. Do that. Oh, trust, trust me. Trust mate. me. Mate. All right. Trust me. Come oh, on, I'm getting mate. excited because it's actually like really good. Did I put in the run shape? Don't think you did. No, I was going to. And that's a I was sin. Going to, that's a sin. That's all right. Uh, I'll chuck it. I'll chuck it here. Yep. I'll chuck it right there. Okay. All right. Right now, we're going to get to our talking points from the week of Formula One, leading into, of course, the Australian GP. <laughs> Just going to play that one more time. Once more, once more. Oh. One more, mm. one more, one more. You are listening to the Q3 podcast. You are. Um, we got some talking points from the week. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, rumoured to be potentially joining McLaren next season as it's looking ever more likely that Alonso will... There we go. Thanks, Thanks for Facebook again. Um, Alonso will leave the team come the end of the season. Yep. I mean... Because we're thinking Kimi was going to retire. Yeah. Alonso obviously going to leave. Do you see this as a likely scenario? Um, yes. I reckon I reckon Raikkonen is a good fit for McLaren. I think he he's more determined to keep driving, obviously. Uh, I think he's changed his mind because as we saw in Australia, he was literally saying goodbye. Mm. Am I right? Yeah. Were you there at the podium finish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was saying goodbye to everyone. Like, everyone was cheering, like, because we all kind of knew it was going to be his last race. Um, and But obviously, he's changed his mind. He's talked with his manager. Um, and I reckon that's the right move. I reckon if he gets into another car, apart from Ferrari, it'll challenge him. Because, I mean, we did see him go to Lotus, and we did see him win, a, win the last race of the season, which was Abu Dhabi. And that was his famous, um, leave me alone, I know what I'm doing, quote. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be a good challenge for him because he's one of those drivers who can. He's very adaptable, unlike um, unlike Hamilton or Vettel, who you know they always need that powerhouse car. Where we've seen a lot um, Raikkonen in, in a lower budget car as of Lotus and win races. So I reckon that'll be a good decision for McLaren because if they want to uprise in the ranks uh, and get a bigger budget, um, you know, over the years, I think Raikkonen's a person to sign. I see it. I see it happening. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's like it's a like for like, not trade, but what was it? What do you call it? Change of position, a swap. Basically, yeah, yeah. you're getting an experienced player, uh, player. driver. Player, sorry, yeah. yep. experienced driver in Kimi Raikkonen in to replace Alonso, who's looking um, likely to go to the Indy car, of course. So, Indy, no, 
I'm just thinking Indy 500. What, what do you call? What do you, what are those? What are they? What are they called? Those cars? Indy cars. They, they are. I was right. Sorry, Indy I, was thinking, I was thinking Indy. I was going to say Indy 500. No, thinking Indy like 500 is the race. race. That's what he wants in to win. Indianapolis. He needs to get the the three uh, the triple crown. Yeah. Of course, he's got Monaco. He's got the Le Mans now, so he's after Indianapolis. And if you haven't checked out our Le Mans uh, little discussion, you can check that out. Was that was last Friday's? Yeah. Or last Monday's chat. Last Friday. Last Friday's chat. Believe um, it was. Well, it might have been Monday. I don't Monday, know. yeah. Either one. Just check. Either one. Just check both of them weeks. out. Why not? Check both of them out. So we can get more views. Thanks. Much appreciated. <laughs> more views, regards. More listeners. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? Okay, so I think it's likely that Kimmy does move, um, but it'll be interesting to see. Anyway, as I said, Leclerc will replace him. Um, rumor going around is that Daniel Ricciardo has re-signed with Red Bull. Um, it's not official yet, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. You never know what could happen. Um, but Ricardo, at the press conference leading up to the Austrian GP, he was asked who his preferred teammate would be. Obviously, he was doing this play interview. This. you got to play this. I am playing it. Uh, let's just have a listen to Daniel's response and the accent he decides to take. Play. It's not play. Play it. Good <laughs> idea for you. I'll, I'll go back. Here we go. Daniel, if you could pick your own teammate, who would be ideal for you? <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer you want, right? <laughs> Gimme. That's all you say? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> Gimme or Valtteri. <laughs> Just pay me the 200 euro later. All right. <laughs> uh, should I answer it seriously? I, I don't know. No, it's no idea. <laughs> But you can write that if you like. Sell more papers in Finland. <laughs> what a pisser. What a legend. I love um, him. If you I love Danny Rick. If you are a massive fan of him um, and do, uh, you know, have an attraction to him due to his driving, um, I do suggest you jump onto his, uh, our Facebook group, uh, the Daniel Ricciardo Appreciation page. Um, it is the greatest group that Facebook has ever had. Uh, it should be commended. It should be praised as us fans are very loyal. Uh, and, yeah, it's just worshipping the God that is Daniel Ricciardo. Mm. Get, Get around it. <laughs> Jinx. Um, but, yeah, so it's looking like he's going to sign with Red Bull. So a contract similar to Verstappen. That's a rumour going around. Yep. Do you think that'll happen? Or do you still think he leaves Red Bull? After I they don't know. I mean, we're I, think he, I, think, I personally think he stays. I think this is the perfect so situation for him. We're getting so many rumours that are saying this, that, and the other. Um, it's it's seriously just getting ridiculous, in my opinion. Like, you don't know what to believe because everything's just getting chucked up in the air and it's just like, okay, until something official comes out, I'm not going to believe anything because for all I know, he's already signed a contract with a Ferrari or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't know. It's just people... Excuse my French, but it's some people like shit talking, literally. Like, they're just saying this, oh, just to get likes. Because it happens all too often, and we always see this on football, AFL, cricket, this, all that. Mm. Like, it's, we're used to it. So, I think you shouldn't believe anything until it's either official. Red Bull or F1 or Daniel Ricciardo um, release it. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. You can talk about your F1 2018 game. All righty. Here's my time to shine. So... Uh, over the past uh, 72 hours, we have had all the official uh, classic cars that have been revealed for the new F1 2018 game. Uh, so, 
And as you were saying before, the Braun 2009 mm-hmm. car, uh, that only comes with a game if you get the pre-order. Ooh. Uh, so that's the 2009 the Braun car, and it's a very, very nice car. Uh, Obviously and a championship winning car. Also, and a, and a one season car. Exactly, well. a one season the car. The sole season car. We're talking about championship winning car, we've got Fernando Alonso's 2006 Renault R26. Ooh, that's a classic. Uh, what His else last championship winning car. And we've got Schumacher's 2004, um, F2004. Uh, we have, this is the throwback, the Williams 1996 FW18. Uh, that's one of my favourite cars, solely because of that nose that just sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, and oh, what else we've got? We've got, we've got lots of Ferraris. Uh, we've got the 2004, we have... The 1996, and as well, we have the McLaren 2008, which was Lewis Hamilton's car. Uh, and just one more, we have the 2010, which is Sebastian Vettel's championship winning car in the Red Bull RB6. Uh, so that'll be interesting. And the McLaren 1991, of course, the uh, little white engine that could. But yeah, so I suggest you um you get around this because it'll be a it'll be a stunner. Uh, they've did you Ben? Did you know this right? That this 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 new game is going to be the most sophisticated and realistic game that's ever been released. Nope. Because you know what they're doing. What are they doing? Power distribution. Ooh. So now you can distribute your power on the laps. That's good. That's so, what I mean, we want. over a fifty-six so lap realistic. race, over the fifty-six lap race, mm. if you're low on power, you have to reserve power. So it's not like you're going to lead the whole race in a. Like if if you're on like easy right, and you like drive a Toro so and you're in the lead, you're not going to lead the whole race because you'll need to charge a battery, and you know it. it and but of course, there's the other option to not do that. But I think everyone will really want to do that because I mean, like, why not? And it'd be cool. So I mean, yeah, it's that's cool. all the uh, updates from that game, and I believe the release date uh, is in August or September. Uh, so that'll be same time. That'll be good. Um, yeah, get around it. F1 2018. All right, that concludes our talking points. Right now, we're going to get stuck into our predictions for this week's Austrian GP. Play that again. Oh yes, again. Yeah, it. one final time. Hang on, hang on, once more, once more. Nah, that's it. I want to just listen to it. Oh, that's a throwback. Welcome back to the Q3 podcast. Um, Going to get stuck in our predictions for the week, our traditional predictions. So, kicking things off is our three drivers who need a good performance. James. Again, Roman Grosjean. Yeah. Uh, uh, if if you're an AFL fan in Australia, he's literally... What the, is AFL? For those AFL listeners. is a sport that is played in um, Australia, in the country of Australia. If you don't know, we've, we've got a lot of Irish listeners, don't we? Yeah. So for the Irish listeners, it's similar to, similar to Gaelic, except the, the ball is an oval shape, uh, as is the field. And there's the two big sticks in the middle, and if you kick the ball through that, it's six points. And there's a post on little post on each side, and if you give it between the big post and the little post, it's one point. Ten with the most points after 80 minutes wins. The best game in the world. I'm so sorry. it's a it's a great game. If you, um, watch watch highlights. Yeah. yeah. So they're the they're the Carl, Roman Grosjean is the Carlton of Formula One, not performing horrible. Carlton's a very bad team, by yeah. the way. Um, yeah. So they're a train wreck. It's as I've said previously, they're a wounded gazelle who thinks they can run, but yet a lion's just hunting down, just waiting it to just fall. 
because it's going to happen. He's going to get kicked out unless he has a good result. Uh, I'm going to say Pierre Gasly needs a good result, and I'm going to say Brendan Hartley needs a good result as well. So both Toro Rosso drivers, um, ju- just to get form up. No specific reason, even though they finished uh, 14th and uh, DNF in... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think form-wise they need a good result. Um, that's about it. All right, for me, first up, Sebastian Vettel. Mm-hmm. He's, his mistakes have cost him the lead in the driver's standings at the moment. It's now out to 14. Of course, prior to the French GP, it was only the one point he was trailing Lewis Hamilton. But now, of course, he's out to 14. So not too great from Sebastian Vettel. His, perform- his start in France, which cost him not getting any chance of winning the race. And, of course, he finished fifth. So he needs a good performance. He's yep. one of them for me. Another driver who needs a good performance... I'm going to stick with your saying in terms of Roman Grosjean. He desperately needs a point. Every single week until he gets a result, I'm going to keep saying it. Yep, he does need one. Uh, Another one I'm going to say is Lance Stroll from Williams. He's he's got such good potential. He was touted as one of the drivers to look out for in the future. He finished the French GP in uh, getting it up. Where is he? There. Last, well, 17th place. Uh, Well, he didn't finish. There you go. Um, obviously, he had that he had a crash, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Was. That, yeah. Was un- that was unlucky. It was pretty unlucky by him, and he had a crash the week before. In Canada. In, well, not the week before, the race two before. before. So, two crashes in two weeks. He's sitting 16th in the driver's standings on four points. He's one that needs a good performance as well, I think. All right. Team most at stake for this Austrian Grand Prix. Williams. 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 Yep. Just, <laughs> excuse me, what are they doing? I mean, they're supposed to be a competitive team. Um, they were numbered in the top five teams at the start of the season. Were they? Correct. Wow. And what are they doing? They're I mean, terrible. They're DNFing in their 15th place. Um, mm. I just don't know what's going on with them. And yep. as I've said in previous um, podcasts, they need a big kick up the bum this week because... They need a result solely just to save their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team most at stake is, I, th- I remember last week saying Mercedes because of their engine upgrade, which did happen. Yeah, Their engine upgrade did happen, which is why they just dominated the weekend. This week is Red Bull. Their home team, of course. The Austrian Grand Prix is their Red home Bull ring. track. Yes, known as the Red Bull Ring. So if they, are, if they don't get a drive in the top three, and if both drivers don't finish in the top five, I think it's a fail particularly that it is That's their home fair. track. Yep. So I think it's a big week for them. If I was going to say that it's like my doomsday. Yeah, or like if they want to stay in touch with Ferrari and Mercedes, they need to, again, put in a similar performance that they did last week in the French Grand Prix. Yep. All right, next up, a doomsday scenario. I'm going to go with literally what you just said, um, the two Red Bulls not even placing fifth or higher. I think that would be classified as a fail. I mean, they've got every single executive, every single owner, every single part owner, every single colleague and friend of a Red Bull owner will be there watching every single minute and every single second of Verstappen and Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Um, they're literally prisoners in a prison being watched by guards. So, and But as we've seen, every single race, there's lots of pressure on all the drivers who've got the home race. Yeah. But yeah, so I reckon that'll be, they'll be watching them like hawks. Yep. My doomsday scenario, Sebastian Vettel not f- getting, um, not finishing, okay. 
let me rephrase that. Sebastian Vettel having another first lap incident, which ruins his race and, I guess, limits him or prevents him from finishing in the top three, similar to what happened in France. If that's to happen, he's going to lose the lead to the championship by Lewis Hamilton by even more points. And Lewis and Mercedes are looking even more consistent, ever more consistent as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. This could be a repeat of last season. So this is 100% a doomsday. Sebastian Vettel has a lap one incident and his race, therefore, is compromised. Yeah, that would suck. That would low-key suck. All right, who wins the race? Hamilton. No. No. What, what? am I saying? That was... What? That was no. Geez, that was bad. I was looking at the French Grand Prix results and well, I just who saw wins the first it? name. I think Hamilton wins it. I reckon Verstappen will win it. Ricardo second. One, two. One, two. I reckon Hamilton, Ricardo, Bottas, Verstappen. Oh, there's Vettel as well. <laughs> you forgot about the main ingredient. I think it'll be. I think. What did I say? Hamilton, Ricardo, Vettel. Yep. Verstappen, Raikkonen. Bottas. I don't know. Um, you just keep naming different yeah. drivers. Big call for the race. Um, probably, probably. Oh my god, Roman Grosjean crashes out in the first lap. Let's just let's just keep this joke going because it's happened every single week. We just keep saying it. It's just funny. Um, yeah, he my big out call the first for lap. the race is that Lewis Hamilton will have a twenty-plus point lead at the end of the race in the driver's standings over Sebastian Vettel. Okay. Yep. I see you. All right. Let's get into some comments from the F1 official fan group. Alrighty. You up, James? Um, what do you got? I have the... Um, going back again, I keep talking about video games, but they released again on posted on the F1 official fan group. They released the Australian cover of the game. Uh, oh, yes. With Ricardo uh, at the front and then Vettel and Hamilton at the back. The, and, the t- and the cover is different in every single region. country. Uh, Mexico, region. they've got yeah. Perez at the front. They've got um, Vettel in Switzerland, in o- uh, Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. It's got uh, Vettel at the front. And then, of course, main version is Hamilton at the front, followed. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, and then Max Verstappen's the other cover. Um, yeah, it just keeps. Oh, this is, th- this is funny. This is funny, all right? On the French cover, can you guess who is on the cover? Roman Grosjean. And? Esteban Ocon. Pierre Gasly. What a joke. So it's Roman Grosjean, Pierre Gasly, and? Hamilton. And Hamilton. Hamilton's the front man. Uh, but, yeah, so Why that... not Ocon? No, no, Ocon's like the... Du- oh, Ocon's well, where's Charlotte Clerk? Charlotte Clerk's Monacanian. Oh, of course he's. What am I saying? Um, how do you... Is it Monacanian? I don't know. He's from Monaco. He's from Monaco. Um... What else is coming out? Uh, different things about, of, of course, that joke that came with uh, Ricardo when he was mocking an accent, um, saying, like, he wants uh, Kimi or Valtteri. Uh, there's the flashback to when Schumacher... Um, oh, this oh, this is a throwback. I'll just show you this, Ben. Uh, it's a photo of yeah, yeah. first, second, and third position winning to Schumacher, Schumacher Rakanen, and... Barrichello. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a throwback to 2003 when Malibu was still sponsoring Red Bull. No, Red Bull pff, uh, Ferrari. Um, there's an one saying about like Honda and how there's a... Honda. There was Honda with... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Adrian Newey? Christian Horner. Oh. Um, 
and all the Red Bull people outside a Honda logo and they're all laughing yeah, and Adrian smiling. Um, what else? Adrian Newey. That's the name. He's the one who's not looking good. I saw it. No, uh, no matter how many world championships Hamilton has, he still looks up to Kimi, uh, which is good. Yeah. There's an article on that on sportskeeda.com if you want to read that. There's another article. Um, Charlotte Clerc admits that Ferrari F1 move his dream. Yeah, obviously. Talks me That'll happen as um, well, by the way. People are talking about how the uh, uh, brake drag reduction or whatever it's called on the brakes, um, to cool the brakes down on the car, how that's being removed next year to reduce, um, you know, to, to increase overtaking. Uh, what else is there? There's Nico Rosberg's birthday was on the 27th of June. So people are What do you make of his that? retirement? Just interestingly. Do you think it was a good retirement move yeah. by him, yep. or do you think it was just a bit of a? I'm not. I'm not going to say the word because it's it's too Frenchy for radio. But was it a bit of like a a cop out? Like he just didn't want to compete with Hamilton again. No, I think I think he retired a champion. I think it was a perfect move for him, and I think honestly, if one of these two Hamilton or Vettel win a championship and go four, one of them probably retire. Let's be real. Like, they want to retire as champions. And I don't think, honestly, um, Rosberg could have kept up with him this season. And I think he just said, look, my time's coming to an end. Last season. I want to to bring it to an end as a champion. Because let's be real. Let's respect that. You win a champion Mm. one year, and then you win it, and you don't win it on your final season. Everyone forgets about your last championship. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone, when when you talk about Nico Rosberg, everyone, everyone will remember his last season an F1 driver being a world champion. That's what you want to go known as. Mm-hmm. And if I was Ricardo and he won a world championship in one of his last years, he'd retire straight away because he wouldn't want to cop that thing again being like um, but so think, many other drivers. I think there's a... Look, when you're a driver, when you're, when you're a competitor, there's always... You always want to keep competing at that level as for as long as possible. You don't want to retire knowing you could have given more to the sport. So... I think Nico's retirement. I don't know. Like I'm a little bit on the fence here. Like I okay, see what he. Enough. I see what he wants. Like he wants to retire champion. But he's. Uh, did he have another year left? I think so. I believe he did have another year left. So I, and I still think he had more. I mean, he was clearly competing with Hamilton. Yeah. Um. And he competed him for three years. Obviously, that took a toll on him. Fair enough that he retired. But I still think he had more. And I still think that there'll be some part of him that wishes that he was still driving an F1 car, there will definitely still be a part of him. Yeah, of course. And of course yeah. there would be, but I just think it was time. Let's be real. Being an F1 driver is very, very hard. Oh, yeah. You literally have to, you have to starve yourself mm. every single week. You have to do certain amount of exercise. You have to do head m- muscle movements, which is probably the most excruciating thing I've seen an F1 driver do um, <clears throat> because what they've, they've got these like little... like. Uh, mechanism that there's like a steering wheel and that's hooked to your helmet that you have to wear and when you like it's the test of g-force like when you turn like your head moves and this sort of stuff mm. and nico rosberg showed everyone at monaco what he does and it looked excruciating so i think he deserves he deserves to be a champion he deserves, he deserves to be respected as a champion i think it was the right move i think we'll leave it on that perfect pretty good q3 podcast episode james it's a pleasure Always a pleasure, Ben. We will be back on Monday reviewing the Austrian Grand Prix, which we will be both staying up late to watch, along with the World Cup. I know. Round 16 takes place. What a weekend. But anyway, until next Monday, hope you enjoy the Austrian GP. We'll be back, of course, then to wrap it up. But 
Until Monday, we'll see you at the front of the grid.